this week on the BAMFcast. Frankly, my ducks, I don't give a fan damn. Let's start. We're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey, BAMFcast. Bam Episode 383. All right. Howard <laughs> uh, So I'm Harlow. I- you're not Mackie. Don't start this show. Uh, Mackie is absent this week due to something. <laughs> I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. We get one to five Jackson's and Robot Jacks. Robot Jacks is dun, 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 the dun, movie dun. we like. However, there are bad bad movies. As in Stay Away, they get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags. As in douchebags after bags of douche. Formerly of Twilight. Gross. Yeah. Nay, Twilight. Splat. Uh, <laughs> Look at uh, you, Lord Fance. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're continuing Freedom Month, doing whatever we it's feel like. Freedom doing. Summer. It's Freedom <laughs> Summer. Uh, Freedom this is month summer. three of Freedom. We'll uh, we, d- we decided to get some more Bamfcast alums into a movie, and that is 1996's The Quest. And add more Bamfcast alums mm-hmm. to the Pantheon. Sure, as we are want to do. Yeah, I think really this was a way of saying goodbye to Roger Moore. Sure. We were going to do it a while back, but we were kind of locked into mm-hmm. some movie choices we had, but uh, there aren't a lot of Roger Moore movies we could do. Yeah, and we've done one of them. Yeah, this, so this was the other so, one, yeah. <laughs> really. So uh, let's get a plot summary for the quest out of the way and talk more about it. Mm-hmm. Gang Ging, the ancient winner-take-all competition in which the deadliest fighters from around the world employ the most spectacular feats of martial arts skills ever displayed in order to win the prize Golden Dragon. But fighting prowess will alone will not be enough for Chris to triumph over such daunting foes. I think it might be. It, well, it, it's Spoiler little, alert. I think it's a little fighting prowess along with some heart and some orphan vision. Orphan vision? Orphan vision. Orphan vision. Some orphan vision. Orphan vision. Uh-huh. Some Orson Welles vision. Yes. Orson Say vision. that <laughs> one time fast. Orson Welles orphan vision. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a judicial system. Uh, Your Honor. Yeah, so, hey, here who... Here who <laughs> Who here has seen Bloodsport? Me, I, I, I have seen Bloodsport. I've seen yeah? Bloodsport. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it several times plus one. Sure. Now. Yeah. Because um, yeah, this is uh, Jean Claude had made some bucks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. said, you know what, that Bloodsport, that movie that I was first in, basically <laughs> the first starring role, uh-huh. I think I could do that better. Okay. And what if it's like Frank Duck's part? Ducks, <laughs> Frank <laughs> Frank part ducks. Yeah, Frank part ducks. Uh-huh. Um, but kind of like set even further back in time, for uh, yes. whatever reason. So they could get jaunty nineteen twenties outfits and so they could make it an adventure. JCVD wanted to really wanted to wear that newsboy cap. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I mean, it's not exactly blood sport until it is. Basically, yes. <laughs> I mean, because the the rapper that's on this movie. Is that is that iced tea? tea? It's not iced tea. No, <laughs> damn it. Um, Fight it, me, Frank it, Duck. It, it's kind of so unimportant. It doesn't bear talking too much about, really. Um, if that makes any sense, because he's old. Yeah, he walks into a bar. John Glenn walks into a bar. It's one part Princess Bride, sort of, and one part Bloodsport. Yeah, well, it's like an eighth of a part Princess Bride, and an eighth of a part like. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. 
<laughs> and then shitty shitty punch punch. Yes. Yeah. And then six eighths blood sport. <laughs> That's a strange measurement. But put them together. If one of you've got bippity boppity down Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yes, old man Jean Claude Van Damme walks into a bar. Bartender's like going to serve him some drinks, and the the Rainbow Coalition of gangs walks in. Yep. Um, I'm just saying, there's like there's a motorcycle guy, there's like a traditional like Harlem hood, there's like a pimp looking dude. It's just like it's weird. All, all three representatives from the gangs of New York. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they did. They sent their leaders. Um, but he just kind of has to stand up and be like, "I may be old, but I'll still kick your ass," and he does. Yes. Um, but then it's like, let me tell you a tale back in the Roaring Twenties in New York City when when I was like. Clown leader when of the I, orphans. <laughs> yes. I'm the clown I prince of orphans. Stilt walking, club juggling, yeah. clown faced orphan leader. Yeah, prison tat. He, he killed two men in prison in that in that he clown had Tears under yeah. his eyes. Yeah, he did. Black mm-hmm. tears, though. Um, and yeah, he's just kind of always at odds with the law, always at odds with this, I suppose, gangster dude. But it really kind of doesn't matter. It's just like, eh, we need like 20 minutes to pad this movie out. How would you like to do like... Well, a... he's he's king of the street urchins. But it, it means nothing later on in the movie. It shows that he's athletic and he's a fighter and he's a scrappy sort of guy. Yeah. yeah. And he also has a reason to try to get back because he, uh, he gets run off by the cops. Well... It, he causes a giant causes commotion this... in the city bazaar with his shenanigans to where one of the urchins is able to sneak into the mob house and steal a bag of money. Mm-hmm. So they have the bag of money and they're like, sweet, we're rich. We're going to live like Kings. And then immediately the mob shows up and is like, give us back our money. And during the ensuing chaos, uh, they try to shoot Jean-Claude Van Damme, end up shooting a kid. And then the cops break in. It's and everyone's chasing Van Damme and Van Damme's like, mm-hmm. Next, next oldest kid, you're in charge of all the other kids now. I have to go. I'll I, be back. <laughs> I guess he was supposed to still be a kid, or that's what we were supposed to buy, is that he was... He was young. He was supposed ish. to be young. Because no, I don't think the, he was supposed to be a kid. Well, <laughs> the way Roger Moore addresses him throughout the movie right. of, of <laughs> kid, but... Yeah. Um, anyway, suspend your disbelief, but yeah, he's yeah. King, king Prince of the or- Orphans and... Yes, but he, of- there's a chase sequence through you know rafters and stuff like that and eventually he lands on a boat yeah it's all very shanghai nights like mm-hmm. hey here's you know kung fu in a weird setting in like the 20s and the big brawl or not, not the big brawl what's the is that the jackie chan one yeah yeah the large brawl yeah <laughs> well i was good that in the big boss confused which yeah. Lee movie so yes um but yes anyway ends he, up on a slow boat yeah. to china or he, yeah something. he just he, he's on a giant thing of cargo that he falls off of and lands in the cargo hold of this boat to which, like, sails halfway around the world before he ever wakes up. Mm-hmm. And it, while he's asleep, he has, like, dream flashback of being abandoned in a park because, like, his mother was not coming back. And the lady who was telling him by reading this letter that his mother was not coming back crumples up the letter and throws it on the ground. And she's just like, stay here. I'll be back. And then she never comes she back. She runs away. <laughs> so he grew up just sitting on this bench in the park for his entire life. Right. But he wakes up on the boat crawls out of the cargo hold like hey guys what's going on and just immediately just pirates are like yar you work for us now <laughs> i'm really surprised that they didn't um they didn't bring that piece of paper back because she crumples up the piece of paper it and they seemed like slow-mo throw it to the ground yeah and it goes kiss, kiss. <laughs> yes it means and, nothing and he looks at it and he's like well i can't fucking read anyway yeah yeah but pirates are just like Yar, we own you, and you're piss boy now, so clean out our <laughs> latrines. 
and he's just working on the boat forever. Yeah. Until all of a sudden, fucking other pirates show up. <laughs> Buccaneers or privateers. I, I I guess privateers. Yeah. Technically, sort of. Maybe they're kind of just smugglers. I mean, they kind of. they look like they have sacks of grain, and I mean, but they still also kind of like. Oh, I meant I meant the oh oh the I Roger Moore side the Roger yeah, Moore no, side the, yeah. The, yeah this yeah, first side is they're they're full on pirate privateers yeah. they're they're pirates yes fancy yeah. pirates but yeah. still he pirates. calls himself a privateer sure but or he calls himself a the last of the buccaneers something, something like, that? like that yeah sure. yeah and he I think he was trying to imply that he had he was doing this under contract of the king which is a, probably a lie because oh it's totally almost literally everything that Roger Moore says about himself is a lie yeah but. This, I I dare say this is almost the best sequence of the movie, the the ship battle stuff, because it's stunt spectacular and it's pretty good. You know, it's not the best fighting of the movie. No, but I mean, stretch. it's like overall adventure action. This is our adventure violence <laughs> that is promised by the MPAA rating. Right, um, man, I I. I forget when they started that, but I'm so happy whoever came up with the reason for ratings. Oh, I love them now. They're, 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 they're the best. Yeah. Just like whenever I see a trailer, that's the only thing I care yeah. about. I watched something the other night that was rated PG for peril. I was like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> peril. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's Sir Roger Moore fucking admiraled up and just like shooting well, his gun and firing cannons at this boat. He's kind of like shabby admiral. He's Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's been like, at sea. He's got scurvy all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's scruffy. Uh, uh-huh. And he's basically just wearing like a white linen suit, yeah, or like a white, white pants and stuff with like epaulets and a captain's jacket, and it doesn't look real official. It looks like he kind of bought it off the rack at Banana Republic. Yeah, um, you know, it's like, hey, pretend you're a pirate, <laughs> right? Pretend you're a, a royal a legitimate. <laughs> yeah, but it. Um, well, it was easy for them to do. The British had a lot of Banana Republics back then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, this so Roger Moore's character throughout this kind of changes tone this is like the most ruthless roger moore like he's kind of badass at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. like he's leader of this pirate gang and they're just decimating this boat and van damme van damme was below deck again because like the captain was like well we're almost to our destination have to murder your ass now because clearly you're no good to us at all even though you're super strong and do whatever we ask you to do and also we never even really ask you why you're here no no it's just ah you're slave and really gonna be i have no idea how i got here just let me work for you and i'll get off at the next port you know yeah or 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 sell him i mean that's the sort of the thing but uh so like when the attack happens like he kills that guy and then pops out of the cargo hold and someone's about to kill Roger Moore and he shoots that guy and Roger Moore's like, hey, who's he? He's he's saved he's me. Mm. He's look at him. He has muscles and stuff. And then someone's going to kill Van Damme and Roger Moore returns the favor and he's like, well, I guess that makes us even and then draws on him and shoots the chains. Mm-hmm. And now he's free. And he's yep, like, so he hangs out on his boat for a while mm-hmm. and he's basically like, yeah, you. He's like, what do you, what do you, what is it that you want? He's like, I just want to get back to America. And he's like, oh well, to live you might be in luck. Uh, we're going to this cool yeah, island. We're going to Muay Thai Island. <laughs> uh huh. We're literally going to like kung, you know, martial arts island, <laughs> kung fu island. Yeah, <laughs> you'll love it there. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they roll up on this island and all go ashore and are greeted by the natives. They're all just like, hooray, you're here. Empty your crates and bring them to us. And yeah, and Roger Moore basically kind of. Out, outside of earshot of Van Damme is basically like, hey, this guy's a really good fighter. Trust me, I've seen him. You yeah. Know, why don't you take him off my hands? Yeah, you should totally enjoy his company and train him to do things. Mm-hmm. And there, Something that happened during the New York sequence earlier 
uh, is that so the the head of this tournament that's going to be happening has dispatched oh, all of the, right, 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 yeah. the monks across the world with scrolls to deliver to the best fighters of the world. So mm-hmm. we've seen like a fencing guy get it, which is really stupid because you never see that guy again. Uh, is that the, no, that's the Spanish the guy, right? Yeah, is it? Yeah, I think oh, okay. that's why he was fighting like sort of like fencing. All right. Delivers one to James Remar, who is the heavyweight boxing champion of New York or whatever. And he's just like, well, I'm going to a foreign place. Uh, I think you mean the heavyweight champion <laughs> of the world. <laughs> but anyway, so like these monks are just spanning the globe, handing out scrolls to, to people. So they're on the island and Roger Moore basically is just like, well, see ya. And they leave. And he, he's told Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, there'll be a boat in two weeks. You'll go to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the goddamn geographical odyssey. Two not, weeks from everywhere. That, not really happening. That does not happen because suddenly it cuts to like six months later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, well, that's yeah, no, you're right. Six months later, period, because they like they kind of show him like basically doing the same thing. He was on the boat. but Now he's on land, like just carting sacks of grain around. Yeah, and, he's just he's and, now a slave on land. And people are basically just randomly attacking him. And the guy in charge uh, is like, yeah, you pretty much need to always be on your guard. Mm-hmm. And. He, he sees, like, one guy getting beaten up by yeah, three other guys. Like towards for, the end of his stay yeah, here or whatever. You know. For not being good enough at kicking. And he goes over and is like, hey, knock it off. He runs up behind him and just kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. He's like, uh, that was bad. Also, always be prepared. Mm-hmm. Please don't beat me up in retribution for this. Yes. And they don't. <laughs> They're like, oh, good point. Whitey. Yeah. But then out of the sea comes one of the monks <laughs> with a scroll. Mm-hmm. And this is going to there. There's a guy on this island that the the main guy of the island is really into, like totally into this guy. He's, mm-hmm. This is my my champion. He's so, their best fighter. Yeah. So he gets the scroll. Still um, not sure how the guy is representing Siam from Muay Thai Island, but whatever. It takes all kinds. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess they they were all just visitors to you know Karate Island, but. Mm-hmm. And then at some point we're we're well. In, wait a minute. Siam is Thailand. Is it? I, yes. Is it part of them? Uh, Siam is what Thailand used to be called. Okay. And oh. Thailand is an island anyway, so... Oh, Thailand? Thailand, yes. <laughs> Great. Get a My Thailand. It's been embarrassing <laughs> geography with... The My Thailand. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know Siam was... Get a My Thailand in Muay Thai Island. Uh, I didn't know that, like, Istanbul was... Constantinople, Constantinople yeah. yeah. Everyone get out. Why did Constantinople put the works? <laughs> Nobody's no, business nobody's but, but these jerks. jerks. Uh, same, same fucking thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, anywho. They were in Bangkok. Yeah. And Sir Roger Moore and his buddy Jack McGee, um, who was in a bunch of Bamcast things. Um, also, what what else do I know him from? Like, He was on Rescue Me Forever. He was in Backdraft. It's like every time you see a firefighting movie, he's like, he's like the lieutenant. Lieutenant? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's just right. like that guy. He's always because I know I've seen him in a million. He has like 200 credits. It's insane. Um, But anyway, so they're just chilling in this restaurant and they (laughs) Roger Moore sees a lady and he's just like, "Ooh, lady, my previous character really liked the ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Let me woo this lady. So they invite this lady over and this is the movie's most insignificant character that mm-hmm. keeps getting lines of dialogue, but she's just like, I'm a reporter. And he's Which like, they're both kind of like, oh, yeah, Zoinks. and it's, it's just Boing. it's just I'm a reporter and I'm here to do things. And then My she's daddy like, he owns the newspaper. Yeah. And she's like, I want to see the fights. And he, Roger Moore's like, that's for the that's for the commoners. That's not for you. 
but okay, let's go to the fights. And then they just put on their most regal ass outfits. <laughs> like, like his pimped out tuxedo is fucking awesome. With a fucking like Victoria Cross <laughs> yeah, on it or yeah, something. He goes fucking yeah. Pirates of Penzance on that shit. And... <laughs> yeah. So they go to the fights and lo and behold, Van Damme is there. And Roger Moore is just like, ah, oh, fuck. But he does a really good job of playing off the ah, fuck into... Well, my friend, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, it's he does. Good to see you. His initial reaction is just like, oh, man, that guy who we fucked over is here. <laughs> but yeah, then it's just, it, Van Damme sees them and is just like, hey, obviously I'm still here. And Roger Moore's like, yeah, well, about that. Listen, um, why don't we go on an adventure together? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'll buy you from the guy and then we'll go and... He's like, yeah, okay, sweet, let's do that. And then they just go. They don't pay that guy. So Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, adventure time. It's over the hills of snow. I mean, it's, it's let's get on wacky animals and elephants and horses and traverse the jungle and all these places. Yeah, yeah. They, they've met up with James Remar. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, this guy has a map. We can't get there without the map. Right. So let's let's bring him along. This is the most convoluted like Did they even meet up with Remar or did they just they I think bump they, into they just him. bump into no, him and they're no. like No. She got a she got a um not a telegraph, but she got something over the wire. Yeah, tele- she got oh, something over right. the wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah found out that the great Maxine Divine was gonna, Maxine Divine was <laughs> going to be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, but yeah. she's like, yeah, I've got your golden ticket. So they they bump into him but right. they do it on purpose mm-hmm. and then it's just like so we'd be happy to escort you to they basically they take out his um his escort yeah and etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. they just go under the pretense that you know van damme is a lackey who's going to be carrying bags and yep and then it just it's like traveling montage without the benefit of traveling by map because we have to watch them on ele- well first they're in jeeps they get stuck and they're mm-hmm. like fuck these jeeps let's get on elephants <laughs> and then they're like man elephants are uncomfortable let's get on horses yeah which i know you're just taking a step down in comfort every single time you go like what's next donkeys because they're even worse than horses mm-hmm. but yeah they, they they get to the last place and it's like well let's rest here for a while oh no that guy is here from <laughs> from mutai island uh, I I kind of didn't pay him for you, Van Dam. Right. Oops. And then, but then that, luckily for them, the Mongolian walks in. Yes, like, as you do. A second later, he's looking for barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to beat the shit out of someone. Well, he wants their table, and they're like, "You can't have this table." So the Mongolian's like, "Fuck your table," mm-hmm. <laughs> and punches it to death. <laughs> yeah, just punches it in half. Yeah, nobody and, can use the table. Yeah, now. no one. No one can. Yeah, and so. Nothing really happens from that, but at, it just builds animosity. Well, Van Dam at one point does kind of rise up and oh, that's right, Maxine Waters or um, <laughs> Maxie Divine, Congresswoman, <laughs> yeah, Congresswoman Maxine Waters gets up and tries to gets up and tries to fight, yeah, uh, Mongolia. Um, <laughs> well, no, first James Remar gets up and the Mongolian yeah. dude is just like, nope, punch, and then right, and then J- JCVD. That's, that's what up. I was saying. Is yeah. Maxine Waters gets up and yeah. And then he's just like, oh, right. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I forgot that's... <laughs> you've said so many names. Now I forgot that he actually is Max, Maxi Divine. Maxi Divine. Right. Which okay. is... Yeah, it's a stripper name. It is. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Look, one letter change. It would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Moxie Divine. Like... 
No, that's that's a that's a horror. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's an escort. <laughs> no, but you only think of that because of Borderlands. But like back in 1997, nobody thought that Moxie Divine was going to be. I guess Moxie kids got Moxie. You <laughs> yeah. know, well, he never gives up. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he can go all 32 rounds. He <laughs> he gets put down by the Mongolian pretty quick. Right. To which Jean Claude gets up and is just like, "Hey, enough of this." And they're just like, "Yeah." And this like they go out. James Rumar is like, "Hold on." You're not the bag boy outside with you. And it's just like, I you're up to something. I don't much care for this. We're going to fight. Mm-hmm. And he gets like two, you know, classic. Well, he's, Queen, he's like he of Queensberry. Uh, yeah, punches like, he Put puts his dukes. fucking dukes up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they, no they stand off for a second and he, they trade blows really once. Well, yeah. James Remar gets gets a couple really good hits on him. Yeah. And then Jean-Claude kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. And then and, punches him. And punches the crap out of him. He's like... And then he's immediately like, no more fight. <laughs> no more. And I've, Remar's like, yeah, you're probably right. We're not going to fight anymore. You're going to destroy me. Yeah. I'm going to get on my horse and leave. So, bah. You can keep the scroll. Yeah, whatever. he's basically like, you're you're the champion now. This is what you wanted, right? Yeah. He's just like, you're better than me, so I'm just going to ride off. I'll see you. Bye. You wanted the scroll. Here's the scroll. Yeah. Motherfucker. So <laughs> I was going to beat up some foreigners for America. <laughs> you fucked it up. They get to the lost Take city it. and it's just a rival of all the nations. You know, the, the Nazis fly in on their Zeppelin. <laughs> they do. The proto Nazis yes. fly in on a tiny Zeppelin. <laughs> they do. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's the size of a Buick. It's a little Jetson Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> the The balloon itself is the size of a Buick mm-hmm. and the gondola is... The size of a Kia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just the it's cutest cute, little, But it's real. I mean, it's a practical a thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Could be. Um, but yeah, everyone arrives and it's, you know, it's tournament time. But before the tournament happens, like James Remar pops back in like, hey, guys, I uh, I just wanted to give you my belt. They call his name. They call. Oh yeah, they call everybody doing, like the roll call. Right, of, like, they're calling everybody. Introduce yourself. Stand up and Thailand, say something. About Siam, yourself. or Siam, <laughs> Mongolia, yeah. Japan. So we get introduced to all the fighters, and then last mm-hmm. is uh, Moxie Divine. And John Claude says, "I am Moxie Divine." I am Moxie Divine. <laughs> and then, of course, Remar's like, Remar kicks the doors open. Like, I am Moxie Divine. Look, motherfucker, <laughs> I'm Moxie Divine. Yeah. This some bitch right here <laughs> is Chris Boudreau. <laughs> The uh, best American you will ever see. What was his real last name? Dubois. Dubois. Yeah. This but, motherfucker's Chris Dubois. <laughs> he whipped the shit out of me. Now nah, I'm gonna watch him whip the shit out of all you guys. I'm giving up yeah. my spot. And he hands him his belt. Yeah. Like he, he is n- my now ass. the heavyweight champion of the world. He gets my spot. And the the <laughs> tournament organizers are like, bit. yeah, well, okay, fine. You can get a. You will see what you can do. If you and if you last. If he lasts past the first round, you get to go free. Yeah. Otherwise, you must you live never, your life you, in you, the lost city. You never leave the lost city. Yeah. And James Rumar's like, fuck uh, yeah, this is going to be fucking no, cool. No, he, he kind of isn't. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought he was okay with it. No. Maybe I just made that up in my head. As you my made own, it up in your head. My own head cannon. Yeah, because he gets this looks like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't come back for that. And he's like, you're going to win this, right? And Van Damme's like... Uh, uh, maybe, but then it's just, I mean, at this point it's, it's blood sport. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. really the, the only rest of like the movie that's, that's not fighting is that, 
uh, Roger Moore has decided that what they're going to do uh, is... Did we say what they're fighting for? Well, uh, that yeah, that's one we get to because yeah. because Roger Moore is like, look, the the grand prize of this thing is a giant golden solid gold dragon, so we're just gonna steal it. <laughs> we're just gonna hang out for a while, and then when they're not looking, we're gonna steal this thing. So you're thinking it's gonna be like this heist movie, mm-hmm. which at one point it kind of turns into, but goes horribly wrong. Um, but that's basically like the ex- the extent of the rest of anytime there's dialogue, it's we're going to steal the the gold dragon. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's a break in a fight in the fighting, it just goes outside to them, like hanging out. Like, why is this just outside with nobody guarding it? And then, and there's some long, wistful, like conflict looks between Frank Ducks and some of the other fighters. Chris Robodro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Robodro. Chris Robichaud. <laughs> Dubois. Dubois. Fine. Dubois. 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 Mercy Buckets. It's Dubois. It's pronounced bouquet. Wow. That's a deep British cut. <laughs> yeah, it is. I watch Keeping Up Appearances. Yeah, apparently do you? you do. Yes, I do, because I was the one who got that joke. <laughs> Saturday nights at 7 o'clock on PBS. That's where I'm at. Pretty mm. good. All right. Yeah, but so the rest of this is just fighting. It's tournament, f- tournament fighting. Yeah. And... It's all the nations of the world that existed at the time. This, like, I really like this, actually. I love this portion of the movie. It's fine. It's just the movie itself is over. It's just now there will be fighting. It's two and a half minutes of, two and a half to three minutes of displays of... Mm -hmm. It's all different styles. It's it's capoeira versus um, Mongolian barbecue (laughs) versus... Um, There's the Scottish uh, martial art of fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. It consists mostly of headbutts and knees to the groin. Um, there's um, there's Japan sumo wrestling from Japan. Uh-huh. There is uh, there's the best is the, the the kung fu guy with the animal styles yeah. that oh, yeah. James Remar's job for the rest of the movie becomes he's fighting like a tiger. Yeah. The first thing he says he's like, or he's like it's it's some somebody sort of says he's. He's fighting like an animal. Yeah. No. And, and it's Roger more Moore, like a snake. Roger more Moore like, says it's more like a snake. And more like, like a snake. Yes, uh, that's an animal. <laughs> is like, it? It's a tiger. He's fighting like a whippet. They're pure evil Chuck sent here by Satan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Learn your science. He's fighting like a weasel. But so the thing I'll say about all this fighting, and it's it's actually true for the bulk of the movie, too, is that so... This is a movie that is starring, directed by, and kind of written by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. He he does not, in the final product of this movie, he is not so egocentric that he is in the forefront of all of this. Right. Like, throughout most of the, the tournament matches... I mean, he's in every second shot. Well, but, he's reacting to things, but yeah. it is not like, I'm going to fight all these motherfuckers. It is just, it is the, the entirety of the tournament... It's it's not chintzing on the the fight scenes, and he's also right, just to his, get to he, the Van Damme. He's getting his ass kicked a lot too. Yes. I mean it's not like mid career Stallone where it was like I'm fucking awesome. Yeah. I, nothing hurts me. Yeah, no, he he's yeah. not the best fighter. Right, he's not the best fighter. He just isn't. He's just got gumption or moxie. something. Yeah, he does. He's he, got he divine does have moxie. moxie. Um, but like even in scenes when he's working with Roger Moore, he's just standing back and letting Roger Moore carry the film. Mm-hmm. Like he's just in the background or listening to what he's saying. He's not in any way. Like I am the star of this movie. He's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And in one way, that's kind of cool. But in the other way, you're like, there's not a lot of Van Damme in this. <laughs> uh, 
Um, because like the first round just goes forever. It is just like 87 nation states all right. <laughs> just doing their thing. And he's just sit, hanging out, watching everyone. And then finally he gets his shot. I am amused that the entire continent of Africa is represented as <laughs> yeah. Africa. Yeah. Like they've Siam, Thailand has its own country, Japan, Korea, mm-hmm. China, mm-hmm. Uh, Scotland, Spain, Spain, yep. uh, Brazil, Brazil. Yeah. The United States, Africa, Africa, biggest continent on the planet, all represented by one dude. Maybe that guy was just really, really good. Mm-hmm. Could be champion of Africa. I have fought all of the other Africans. <laughs> Who also Give kind me a complimentary of complimentary Kumite. <laughs> he also kind of fights Kamawera. I mean, like he fights a bouncy I, sort of style. It's, I liked that the um the the Spaniard his style was a little bit Capoeira. Like, it was like flamenco Capoeira. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> it like weird. it was like fencing meets flamenco meets a little bit of like. Here's a little bit of influence we may have had over Capoeira, mm-hmm. you know, in conquering South America. Shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know it's Portuguese, but don't. Right. Don't. I mean, I know it's a, me. it's a it's a silly dumb movie, but it is showcasing a lot of different martial arts and styles. It doesn't showcase them for a long period of time, yeah. but it's like. I don't know. It's like a sample platter of all of the, you know, it's like, like the UFC back used to be back in 1994. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's all crazy matchups. And it's just like, oh, who's going to which crazy style is going to win this one? And yeah, just right. Whittling, whittling down the list. And, and it's it's here's all the styles. And, you know, you the audience, if you haven't seen this kind of get to place your bets on who you think is going to win, because mm-hmm. most of the fights could go either way. Yeah, kind of thing. For the most part, I mean, you kind of know who it's coming. I mean, down you know to, the Mongolian but... dudes because he's had other scenes is going yeah. to win until the end because he's your obviously your main antagonist. But yeah, but it has it has a number of those dudes to where you're like, how are they going to get past that guy? Like, how are who's going to defeat the sumo guy? How's that going to happen? Right? Who's going to defeat just the ridiculously jacked dude? You know, it it's a lot of that. Yeah. Who's going to defeat the Scotsman? Yes. How is he going to beat him? Well, well, punching Scott's, his nuts to the, the Scotsman death. gets his yeah. dick punched he gets to death. The worst. <laughs> he had his caper tossed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mo- Mongolian dude just grabs him by the leg and just upper nuts him. Just yeah. Blasts him in the ball bag. Yeah. Right in the Blarneys. <laughs> Wrong country. I know. Close enough. <laughs> Loch Ness monster is the only thing that's missing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. You're saying he plays his bagpipes a little too rough. My Scotland's all over the yard. <laughs> That's uh, in England. I know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but the only like little bit of conflict is, uh, I mean, there's lots of conflict, obviously. But I mean, the direct conflict is the um, the 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 guy from Siam uh-huh. uh, gets basically Bane, Batman, Bane over the back of the the Mongolian dude. Yes, he does. To which, like. I mean, he is full on like holding yeah. him up Bane style, like yep. I must break you, yep. and like Frank Duck's almost like, or, I'm sorry, Dubois, Chris Robichaux, Chris <laughs> Dubois, Jean Claude Van Damme is basically like, no, stop the fight, and yeah. of course it doesn't stop the fight. No, and, why would it? There's no rules in this. <laughs> and so yeah, he runs up and is like, he does this thing where he's like goes over and checks on him. It's like, no, nah, dude's dead. Yeah, no, and he like gets a little bit of his blood, walks over to the Mongolian dude, is like, here. He also yeah. takes his headband. This is on you. Yeah. Well, it takes the yeah. Takes it's the, very much the Rocky Four moment of the movie. It's just yeah. like my friend who I've known for a day. Mm-hmm. You've well, killed he trained my with Apollo. That guy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, 
But anyway, that's that's the only like, oh, this maybe means something kind of moment in the whole thing. Because the other one is like, oh, hey, that, no, no, that country's gone. Well, yeah. oh, that guy got his, his dick punched off. Yep. And now they all have to live in the lost city. <laughs> They're yep. just sitting there sadly at ringside like, oh, yeah, which eventually becomes like, oh, look, it's, you know, Chris Christopherson in the background. Yeah, yeah there's one super furry face guy. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, that's the kind of like as much shits as you give about them by the end when they're just in the background. It's like, oh, look, Scottish dude. I yeah. guess his dick didn't get punched off. <laughs> or they just propped him up in a chair, gave him a bag of ice. Here you go, a buddy. Ba- a bagpipe of ice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your, your bing bong. <laughs> Sorry about your stones, lad. <laughs> but so <laughs> at first, the, uh, so the really hinged him in the stones. <laughs> the heist subplot is kind of moving along to where. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, it is. Well, at first they're like, OK, here's the deal. Jean-Claude, you're going to have to take a dive because we need you healthy to carry this thing because it's super you're going to throw the second round. Fight. Yeah. So Van Damme is is not into this, but goes into his fight and he's fighting the the guy from Spain and the guy from Spain knocks him down to which he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm staying down. James Remar is not having this. He's just he's shouting get up over and over again until finally they slow it down. And it's just like it's the most emotional, angry get up you've ever heard. And this makes Van Damme be like. Uh, yeah, I got to get back up. Fuck this shit. Yeah, for uh, America. Like, yeah, there, there is a point in this movie where I quite audibly asked, "What the fuck does John Claude owe Roger Moore <laughs> and other dude?" I don't like, know. yeah, nothing. No, they sold him into slavery. Yep, they were even on the like life saving aspect of everything. I, and the, the, but still, he's the like, thing Ew. was they were going to pay for his way to get to this tournament, right? In exchange, he would win the win. tournament, and then they would all split the giant golden dragon. Right. This golden dragon, by the way, we haven't we haven't given this golden dragon its fucking due. It's the size of a dinner table. Yeah. And it's like three and a half feet yeah. tall. Like you it's like a mall fountain. No yeah. humans would ever be able to lift this. No. Like there's also probably no structure that will support it. It's just it's like fucking the, it's ridiculous. like the thing you see when you walk into like the really nice Chinese restaurant, like the sit down one. Except, Only it's actual except gold. Actual yeah. gold. Yeah. Well, this is the thing the where, like, they're like, "Oh, sure, you may have as many gold dragons <laughs> as you can carry out." <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. right. Because they kind of say that they're like, you know, how come this thing isn't guarded? And they're like, "Well, who's going to can... run off with this thing?" Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, well, but they do try mm-hmm. <laughs> because at one point, suddenly Roger Moore is absconded with the German Zeppelin mm-hmm. and is just like, "Hey, <laughs> just... Tyler brought this thing. Let's just fucking do this. Let's just get out of here." You mean the alchemy Zeppelin? Oh, you're right. Yes, yes. sorry. Because it was going from lead to gold. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just he yanked a fucking zeppelin but yeah he has his how buddy. much of a fucking roger moore bond move is that <laughs> it's very octopusy of him yeah. <laughs> but so he has his buddy like tie this rope around the thing and it's just like all right see you i'll see you at the later rendezvous point well, he, he drops him a rope ladder for like three seconds like oh you didn't get it all right bye <laughs> yeah i'll meet you at the thing fucking scumbag meanwhile like the Golden Dragon Trophy alarm goes off. (laughs) (laughs) And so all the Golden uh, Dragon Trophy guards run out with their crossbows and just shoot the Zeppelin to death. Right. They do a very interesting job of avoiding showing any of the arrows flying into the Zeppelin. And like very carefully lowering Roger Moore down. Batman camera angles of this this Zeppelin. They just dutching it up. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's like they're in jail. Right. And it's, you know, the head of the tournament is just like, well, 
punishment for this is death. And Van Damme's like, hold on. But wait. How about if I win, I just, they go free and you can keep your stupid dragon, (laughs) which, (laughs) no, that's bad. That's a dumb thing. Yeah. That's like. (laughs) How about I, you keep them in jail. I take the dragon. I'm the best. I'm the most awesome guy. Like they're not his friends. They totally fucked him over. (laughs) You can keep half a dragon. Yeah. And Chop the thing I get half. my friends free. Yeah. Melt it down. There's got to be a fucking compromise there. Yeah. And also, like Harlow was saying, he doesn't owe them shit. No. Um, but he thinks he does, and the movie thinks he does, so he this does. is This is the fatal flaw of Frank Ducks, is he thinks he owes something <laughs> to anyone, and he doesn't owe shit to anybody. It's Chris Ropadope, okay? Just please. <laughs> <laughs> You're confusing me when you say Frank Ducks. I think you mean Chris Robotech. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Chaz Palminteri? Yeah. What? Yes, Chris Pat Labor. <laughs> I, I like it. Oh, okay. Christy Tank. <laughs> so anyway, guess what? It's right. final fight time. Mm-hmm. It's Van Damme versus the Mongolian, because of course it is. Yeah. And they fight a lot inside, mm-hmm. and Van Damme gets his ass fucking handed to him. He's and, forgotten how to fight. Yeah. He and f- also this Mongolian is just whipping his shit. Yeah. There, and, there is one point where... Arguably, he does the splits as he's kicking him. That's it's the closest you get. later. Is it outside? Yeah, it's okay because thought- he they're inside and they're in the arena mm-hmm. and he kicks Van Dam down like this little rope bridge past the <laughs> the moat of fire that's keeping right. them in the ring. And then there's kind of like everyone's kind of looking around and it's like outside. Yeah, outside. Let's well, go. No, they look up to the <laughs> they look up to the Grand Vizier sitting on the <laughs> sitting on the dais. Yeah, and he just kind of does the the shrug emoji. Yeah. He's like, what up? What the fuck? Ever y'all want to fight? Outside. Fight. Let's vent this room. Let's go. He's <laughs> like, this is the big one. Yeah. So you know, it's a, for a fucking golden dragon. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to go, yes. just let's keep street going. fight it up. So they all go outside, and th- finally they they form a circle big enough for them to fight around in right. a bit. It's like a mosh pit. Uh huh. And Van Damme gets his ass handed to him a bit more, and then the dude throws him through a building. <laughs> uh huh. He does straw defenestrate him. Yeah, he throws him through like a like bamboo a door, bamboo net door. He enters through the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, and it's this. We got to ca- talk about how he enters. <laughs> well, it's this dolly shot across this building as you just hear them fighting behind the wall with James Remar just be like, "Come on, do a, do a thing. Don't get hit. Stop." <laughs> punch him back and then all of a sudden Van Damme just comes flying out another door yes um, it's one of my favorite of those it, yeah it's a, it's a pretty good dive and then this is when he kind of stands up and is like oh yeah fighting I can mm-hmm. I can fight so he gets up and does yeah. his well he has like crazy eyes anger face yeah and then yeah, he like, gets his blood sport yeah, screen gets, does basically his only split mm-hmm. but it's like involving involved with a kick yeah and Pretty good. Spin and split kick. And, and then, like, Mongolian dude's just like, huh. Yeah. That was your best? Well, here, try this. And then he's instantly like, I forgot how to fight again. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I mean, like, this is totally like the, all right, you're yeah. going to win and don't movie they, over thing. But Don't no. they take him into another, like, does he take him into another house and throw him out that window, which is no, that two was, stories up? Okay. No, they, no, but when they threw, when he, f- flew out of the the window of the house they were fighting and he falls down into like okay. he, yeah. yeah like down a level chicken coop major yeah. thing but then they drag him back up but Duly yeah noted. and then uh, he gets his ass handed to him again for a while and then he's just like you know what no this i'm time to end this i'm yeah <laughs> there's like three different points where it feels like he just did the final like psych yeah. up and win thing 
Yeah. But the, like the weird thing is like you're directing this movie, dude, and splits is your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you not like make that the the total like turning point? Like, why did you not just drop do the splits and punch him in the dick? Like, why was that not your your final move? I don't know. It's a very low ego Van yeah, Damme vehicle. But still, that's strange. Yeah. At some point, you want to be like, if I'm going to win, let me win by doing my signature move. <laughs> he wins by heart, not I by yeah. technique. Because you have a lion heart? <laughs> no. Oh. But he lands double impacts. <laughs> he has a monkey heart. Yeah. Oh. He does kip up at one point and yeah. just... And then gets just like, almost oh, like yeah. kicked oh, down yes. the exact opposite way. <laughs> Dude, he knocks gets, him down. He gets he kips punched up. down. Kips up, and then as soon as he's back up on his feet, just like like a punching bag, just and bam! I mean, down it almost again. looks like a reverse shot of yeah. the kip up. I mean, it's it's yes. it's pretty good. <laughs> it is. Yes, uh, gets his yeah. dick knocked in the dirt. <laughs> but he's just like, okay, time to to wrap the, wrap this up now. And he, you know, defeats that guy. He hulks up and punches the shit out of him, and then oh, he punches the he punches the shit out of him. Like you were like, is his brain going to explode? He's <laughs> right. He's really punching he's every pressure point on his body. The North Star here. Yeah, and then like. The crowd just wanders away. Mm-hmm. The they're, guy falls down. Yeah, yeah but like, no one cheers. Oh, they're just like, no, oh, it's over. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, well, back to our jobs. <laughs> our, <laughs> it's go, over. Now we have him to go. Doors on hinges again. Yeah. Now we got to go build another fucking golden yeah, dragon. Yeah, no. <laughs> See, get this Scottish, Scottish guy. Maybe he can make it make as a hinge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 nice. It's going to yeah. take us 18 years to make another golden dragon. But then it's like the next day and everyone's free and they're just like, well, you won, so off with you and it just kind of morphs he back he gets a necklace he gets a nice oh, necklace yeah, with a does. dragon on it and some mm-hmm. diamonds yep yeah. and so ostensibly that's worth some money that he can pawn it is because he it, it slides back into voiceover as he's old man again and it's just like I old. went back to America and I saved the kids with my necklace and well, he doesn't say the necklace he just says we did okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did okay <laughs> they're basically like yeah we did okay it's like, I'm pretty sure the necklace had something to do with it sure maybe <laughs> But yeah, it's just like I went back and I saw the kids. I saved the children. I I got the children <laughs> off. I got the children off the street because he's got a weird. It's a weird old, old man, man accent. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. I got the kids <laughs> off the street and we did okay. And then I came to this bar and, and that the, the three end. Tufts. <laughs> now I look wistfully out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that's end. Kind of it. Uh, oh, and then so journalist lady had has written a book called the quest yes and she closes it was it she closing it or was it? well someone closing it yeah. but her name was on it right so joan crawford y- the quest. yeah yes <laughs> but then that's it the movie is over and that's the quest thanks for stopping by mm-hmm. yeah oh ratings mm-hmm. we should rate it yep no stargrove no because the music is all like weird princess bridey adventure music yeah it, it's it's adventure as fuck throughout this. Like it is, he told the composer, like this needs to sound like an adventure movie. Make everything as important as possible. It's going to be an adventure of violence. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, I'll rate it. Do it. Okay, fine. Uh, I will give it three jocks. Okay. I enjoy this film. I think, like I was saying before, I think it's noble that he kind of stepped back and let other people do things um i think it was cool that he was like roger moore's in this movie i'm gonna let roger moore shine a little bit here i think roger moore in this movie is pretty cool the fight scenes are all kind of they're all a little too brief and there's never a moment of just like oh shit you know there's never that just like ah man that 
wow, that fight move was really awesome. It's all good, don't get me wrong, but there's way too many fake slow motion shots, and some of them come like right during some very impactful blow, and it makes them look really fake instead of amplifying it somehow. It's like it has yeah. the reverse effect. Well, it's jittery, you know? Yeah. It's, it's sort of... But like slowing it down makes the yeah. contact look even less yeah. so somehow. I, I can't explain it, but... Um, I don't know if that's like Jean-Claude standing over the editor's shoulder and being like, no, make that slow down. It would look cool. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It just it just seems like the fight choreography was just kind of like, go out there and do something. It looked good, yeah, I think. No, I, it I totally it does. In, in it's regular just, motion. There's just, not, there's just not a moment in it where you're just like, oh, man, that's something I hadn't seen before, or that is a badass moment. It's all... It's very good. It's very competent. It just... Nev- none of it rises above anything else. It's all... All of the fighting is equally as good, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, this is, I, I feel like this is Van Damme trying to do like this sprawling adventure thing, but at 93 minutes, you can't really do that. So it, there's one character in this who has no business being in this whatsoever. That's the lady. She serves zero purpose whatsoever. Yeah. And she's even like, there's a hint of a love interest to that side. Sure thing but only and because she's the only lady in the universe <laughs> yeah and it's it's really useless yeah I mean, there's like, a scene about to happen like he's like i'm going to go for a walk and he kind of walks over and they're just like it's a it's funeral a, and it's like that's what they do to thieves yep no gravestones and it's like haha bye yeah it's like oh yeah. i'm a thief but i cannot tell you <laughs> i'm I, kind of not really a thief but i something suddenly came i'm up. aligned with thieves yeah. so i got to go yeah I, it's just all the components that are there for something like truly like awesome and epic, but it just wasn't meant to be for whatever reason. And if you read through the trivia of this movie, like there was a lot of production chaos happening. Roger Moore said this movie sucks and is like his least favorite film he's ever done. I've seen a lot of Roger Moore movies that are a hell of a lot worse than this. Hell of a lot worse than this. So, yeah, I think this movie is too restrained. Mm-hmm. Like by far this I want to see the unhinged Jean-Claude Van Damme version of this movie. Like, where it's just... This is Bloodsport light, you know? And Bloodsport is fucking awesome. So, to say it's Bloodsport light isn't necessarily an insult. It's just a critique on what it could be, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it deserves three jocks. I really liked the the fighting sequences. As I, I think I've mentioned several times, like... I just really enjoy the friggin' showcase of crazy nations fighting technique versus other nations fighting technique. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that, the greatest warrior, whatever TV show. Oh yeah. That was on Deadliest for a while. Warrior? Deadliest warrior. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. I enjoy stuff like that where you just put two, two of a fighting systems, best fighters against each other and let them, let them go crazy. Mm-hmm. And I know this is, you know, obviously choreographed and scripted, but it's fun to to watch those to watch styles intermingle. And I think it was aside from the weird slow slow mo shots, all of those fights were filmed pretty well. Um, there's some really amazing athleticism on display, especially with the um, the Capoeira dude and the Korean guy. I think, yeah. Yeah. Whichever guy was doing the animal fighting styles. Oh, it was the Chinese China. dude. Was yeah. that the Chinese dude? Yeah, okay. Yeah. There was a Korean guy who was just doing kung fu regular stuff, but okay. the Chinese guy was the 
I, multi-animal fighter. So the guy, there, there's a guy throughout the, the fight sequences who is announcing each country. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, <laughs> for whatever country it is. You just can't understand yeah. the dude. It's like, huh? um, Sometimes they raise the flag. Yeah, and, so, you, and you look you out can, and you're like, oh, oh, a context clue. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's... Otherwise, it's impossible to tell what country they're from. But uh, Well, not everybody. I mean... Scottish guy is right, obviously right. Scottish guy. Yeah, by, he's by, his by his announcement, is yeah. it's impossible to tell what country they're from. Um, garbage romantic side plot, plot. Loved the proto-Nazi Zeppelin shenanigans. Uh, Roger Moore is... He's just Roger Moore. I mean, he's really smooth. And he's cool. He's cool, yeah. He's a scumbag, but he's really cool about it. He's a cool scumbag. And, and I like that a lot, so... Uh, I've talked too much. Three jocks. Good job. Good job. The Good club. job. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I think I'm only going to give it two jocks. Um, I really like, I like the fighting stuff and I really like, especially like Capoeira dude and Kung Fu guy, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's my new buddy cop series. <laughs> yeah. Capoeira guy and Kung Fu dude. Yeah. I, I would watch the shit out of that every week. Um, yeah. yeah, but like all, everything that wraps this movie together is kind of terrible. And not necessarily the people that are in it. Like, I mean, I think they're all doing serviceable jobs, but their their stories are dumb. And I just, you know, if you're if you're just going to make a movie that's ninety percent about doing blood sport, just make it a hundred percent about doing blood sport and skip all that other shit. Like, I would have rather had, I would have rather had fifteen or twenty more minutes of training with Muay Thai or anything like watching more fights than watching the stupid orphan old man rapper thing. You know, like there was just no point at the end of the day for all that other than saying here, look what time, look what time period we're in. Cause you obviously won't tell when we go to these third world countries that kind of almost look the same today. You know, that's yeah. the only thing I feel like they were doing is like trying to set other than putting a Indiana Jones title card of like, this is 1920, you know. They could have cut that whole 20 minute opening sequence to like a five or 10 minute chase sequence that ends up in the same place with him jumping sure. off of the boat. Yeah. He and, could have just been a, a guy like doing petty crimes to get by in New York who happened mm-hmm. to be athletic and doing parkour before it was a thing. And, but yeah, I mean, the whole like orphan thing was just like, ah, oh, come on, like, get on with it. It's pretty rough when the cops raid the the orphan dungeon too, because they just drive a car through the door mm-hmm. and just yeah. start bulldozing the place and shooting it up. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that's that's not the cops. That's the the mafia. Yeah. The, oh, you're yeah. yeah, yeah okay. They, they don't but it's still brutal. Stuff. Like yeah. the mafia drives into a an ad hoc orphanage, just fucking Tommy guns blazing. Like, yeah. nah, I'm George Babyface <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> oh, you damn kids need to get out of here. See, <laughs> I want my money. <laughs> I'm going to shoot Nelson. children. Yeah. It's your baby face that reminds me of the nickname I don't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm George Nelson. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, just two jocks. It's 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 pretty good, but like I probably would have rated it higher if it was just more focused. Like I feel get, get to the shit that obviously you want to make an entire movie about anyway. Just I wanted to see or make it more random adventures, you know, like and then it's just I, I think quickly he was, gets through the he was trying thing. to do I, I, he was trying to do something that wasn't the exact same thing that he had been doing and was trying to make it larger in scope and just it got away from him. And mm-hmm. it's just like, he, well, I'll, I'll use what I've got. Yeah. Because I, I honestly think that wraparound stuff would have been bigger. 
obviously he was there's no way he would he looked at that and was like that's enough yeah <laughs> it obviously there needed to be some more significance to him well, being an old man because who cares yeah there's there's two bookends and you know yeah. the the first bookend is very large and the second bookend is very small yeah, the second is just like and then i came back and i i'm old <laughs> good night yeah. everybody thank you for watching my movie <laughs> i mean there's really nothing to it so right um <laughs> so here's how you fix this movie mm-hmm. this is how you make it a four or five jocks movie i think you cut that opening sequence down to five minute chase where he ends up in the same place okay and we need to add 15 minutes of montage like him actually fighting and getting better him we fighting never and got getting that. Be- he, he needs to do more fighting at the mutai island mm-hmm. and then instead of so when so when moxie crime fighter <laughs> leaves right yeah, right he needs to come back to that camp before they get to the lost city mm-hmm. and then they need to spend like five or ten minutes so i said 15 so seven and a half minutes of each muay thai and moxie crime fighter teaching him the fine arts of regular pugilism because he's not much of a punchy fighter yeah and that would actually explain the end of the movie a little bit better where he because he punches the mongolian to death and yeah that would actually help like you know yeah boost that up a little bit because he's getting he's doing basically boxing punches see i wish that his fight with james remar had lasted longer not like they live length but right longer to where like james remar wouldn't cave in that easily have some fucking pride and just be not like instantly go oh you're using your feet well i'm out you know for him to just be like no way man my fists are gonna fucking take care of you it just yeah. have a bit more, you know, like, I'm awesome. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. I'm not going down that easy. But he went down that easy. <laughs> so Why are you kicking me, Marcus? <laughs> yeah. A noble effort, Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Nice try. It was not bad. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Some of your other movies have. <laughs> which is kind of what I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Well... Let's take a break, shall we? Yes. All right, welcome back. Hey, Hey. Mapcast. Second half, mm-hmm. half number two out of two halves that we normally yeah. Do. This, this is, is the part where we talk about other movies. It'll be chock full of half. It'll be chuck full of half. It's a lot of half coming up in this half. So half it up, Chuck. Okay, let's. I'm gonna. I got a bunch of movies to talk about. I'm gonna talk about half of the movies I have okay. to talk about. Hey. Okay, huh? That's synchronicity. Because this, these first batch, we've already talked about it on the show. All right. Uh, so I watched Passengers. Oh, yeah. Passenger. Were Were you on a bus? No. Nope. No, the movie Passengers. Oh, science okay. fiction. Epic. All right, I've heard of it. Yeah, there's uh, fucking in that, isn't there? Or is that the other one? PG thirteen fucking in. Yeah, okay. space fucking. Yeah, um, spucking as we like to call it. So that movie has a moral dilemma that there's literally no way to overcome. Mm-hmm. A choice is made that is reprehensible to a point where there is no possible way the movie can salvage itself and it kind of doesn't even though it stupidly tries and then you're like no that's not that no no it kind of comes up with a way to solve it but it's it's not genuine it it just it's unfair so 
I just kind of felt like that movie broke itself and there was no way for it to recover. But I, there are things about that movie I like. I, I think overall I found it entertaining. I just feel like structure wise, it was it it's broken. Like they just you come up with something so horrendous that there's no way out of it. And that kind of breaks the story. And like you were saying, the person they paid to be in the cast who's only in it for literally four seconds before the credits roll who doesn't say a word you're like the fuck why did that happen why did you mm-hmm. <laughs> he spent more time in the makeup chair than he did in the motion picture mm-hmm. that's ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know we gotta laugh at that um, then I watched Fist Fight okay Fist Fight has some has some laughs in it but that's kind of a, a, a very one note movie it's a very loud movie mm-hmm. it's just people shouting a lot yep um there, there are some genuine, genuinely funny stuff in that, but it's just kind of like it's one of those movies where you just feel like this is it's never going to elevate itself to a great comedy. It's just it's going to be one of those movies that has some improv bits that you'll probably laugh at because, you know, two seconds later, they all laughed at it mm-hmm. and and that. But, you know, for a modern comedy, it's fine. I enjoyed it. I had some laughs. Sure. Had some had some good times watching it. Yeah. Had some laughs. Yeah. Um, then I watched the Lego Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a fucking great movie. They need to chill out on the reference machine. They need to slow it down a bit because I could not keep up with all the referencing that movie was doing it. There's a lot of fucking references in that. And yep. it, Jesus, I mean, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. like the, the opening like sequence of that film is a great Batman movie. Like, a lot of it is a great Batman movie. I mean, obviously, it has to get a little jokey and go off the beaten path of what you would think a Batman movie is because it's a more of a kid's movie and it's a Lego movie and it's animated. But overall, that's a, that's a pretty great Batman movie. It has an arc and and emotion and good stuff. And, I mean, it's it's really strong. I, I, I didn't like it as much as the Lego movie. Right. Only because I think the Lego movie had so much more diversity in it because of just by the nature of what it is. But for what they were attempting to do with this, it's pretty great. Uh, The one thing that I find really confusing about it, and maybe it's a joke that I just don't get, or maybe there was some weird contract thing, but Mm -hmm. like, so Ray Fiennes is in this as Alfred. There's a a villain character in this that he is famous for playing in the movies, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't do the voice of that character. That is correct. Why? I don't know. I honestly don't know what that joke is. <laughs> like halfway through that, I was like, "Wait, hold on!" I Why is <laughs> I, I kind of said the same thing? I was like, I, mm. "Did they already cast the first guy?" And then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they were just like, "Ah, it'll be too confusing." Is there like, is he under contract? You can never appear this, as this character it's ever. Possible, but I mean, they're both Warner Brothers. I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I I guess like that's not a knock against that movie. It, it, it's just something silly, but like. The, the one thing I kind of felt a little disappointed about is this very much felt like the Lego Dimensions movie in that we secured all the rights for these things for the video game. And since we have them, let's also put them in this or vice versa. I mean, I don't know how it worked, but it just seemed there was kind of a South Park Imagination Land vibe to this where it was all the intellectual properties are now here in Lego form interacting with Batman. And it's right. It was mostly Batman, and I do appreciate that that roll call of villains are all legitimate villains from the Batman universe for the most part. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that was... <laughs> why can I not think of the guy? There was one. Condiments King? Condiment King, yes. The Condiment <laughs> King is 
sort of a legit villain. <laughs> like you were talking about deep references. Yeah. That's actually a joke to a Batman animated yes. episode yeah. where um, somebody was basically possessing <laughs> random people to become super <laughs> villains that had no business being super villains. Yeah. And yeah, so that's like a super deep reference. Yeah. It was good. And I just, I love that they're kind of like, at the end of that roll call, are just kind of like, look it up. They're all legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all real villains. Um, and the weird off the wall Doctor Who references throughout that movie are strange too. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> and the British death robots, <laughs> ask your nerd friends about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And that is a visually amazing movie. Like the look of that movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, so impressed. Yeah, like I said, my only knock on it is it's not the actual yes. like a regular Lego movie. Absolutely. Right. That's kind of it. I just love that every once in a while they chintz on the sound effects and just have the actors do it themselves for no <laughs> reason. <laughs> just every once in a while just beep bop boop. <laughs> <laughs> or whenever they're shooting, they're all just pew pew pew. <laughs> yeah. So many good jokes in it. So many good jokes. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. Anyway, All right. Why don't you tell us about some movies? Okay, some new stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, things you might be talking about in the future uh, when you catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> making. Mm-hmm. Uh So first one I'm going to talk about is uh, Kong wow, Skull wow. Island. Right. Yes. That was a movie that I think... I, I, I'm surprised I didn't go see it in the theater. I just It was one of those times where it was like, it's a bad time yeah. to try to go see this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that had, that had Bamfcast kind of written all over it. I mean, not necessarily for Bamfcast Prime, but like... The shit that we like. Yeah. The stuff we venture out to see. Our extracurricular activities outside of proper bad movies. Yes. Um, I'll say I'll say this about it. Like, I didn't know it was quite the period piece that it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew it. I think I'd heard that it wasn't like directly taking place like now, like now, now. But I didn't know really like when it was supposed to be taking place or anything like that. So um, that that was kind of an interesting surprise to now. Well, how far back is it? Or is that a spoiler? Not really. It's it's like just as uh, Vietnam is ending. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, um, and it, it's kind of strange because it kind of makes me wonder if they acknowledge Peter Jackson slash original King Kong, mm-hmm. like that that happened and he came back. Like it's it's kind of unclear to me what their ultimate goal is mm-hmm. in setting it when they did, because uh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'll, I'll say like, do you think they said it then because that's when the '70s remake of King Kong was? I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't. I don't know. I I feel like there's a reason for it. Okay. Like some time jump or something is going to happen at some point. Like there's a reason because they have plans, obviously, for this yes. the monster movie stuff. Um, like this movie's weird. Like when it first opened up, it felt like someone went to Zack Snyder Watchmen version of like we got to explain how the 60s work and mm-hmm. the 70s work kind of thing because like it was really kind of annoying me how Watchmen-esque like like shove off Watchmen-esque the, the, the time passage was in this but then like when the movie kind of stops setting like the setup for this movie is just not great okay um, I'm, like I didn't, didn't enjoy like meeting the characters and all of it was kind of annoying me the way it was being shot mm-hmm. but I don't want to give anything away, but like imagine them kind of going like imagine them getting to Jurassic Park and you're like, well, this is probably going to take a while before we see some shit happen. 
but this is kind of like hey welcome to Jurassic oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah like this movie wastes zero fucking time the second they arrive to the island before <laughs> shit starts going south okay. really fast all right and from that moment on yeah it's exactly what we want to fucking see in a movie okay um like I instantly forgot all of the dumb setup and all of the, like, I'm like, if you're going to ape from somebody, ha, ah. don't, don't make it Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's how much it felt like. Just like, it was cool when you saw it in Watchmen. It was like, this is new and different and, you know, a quick passage of time and crazy things that have happened in, mm-hmm. over history. Um, in this movie, it was like, oh, please just stop all of this. <laughs> but man, like I said, the serious, the, the second that like shit gets real, this movie is a blast. Hmm. From like that moment on to the end. Well, that's good to like, hear. 100% cannot recommend it enough. All right. Like it's every bit of like boring. Like I felt like other than like the weird like bug attacks and things on in Peter Jackson's King Kong. I felt like most of it was like all set to the walking pace of a Lord of the Rings movie. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing was just like. Yeah, we're walking here now, and then let's walk over here now. And it's just a lot of it was like very lazily done, like just slow. Yeah. <laughs> and like this, this movie is the antithesis of that. <laughs> and even like the Godzilla movie, you know, which was like, hey, there's cool Godzilla shit happening, but we're not going to show it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, like this movie is all, all that thrown right out the window. Um, so, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's, it's obviously, it's turn off your brain food you know kind of movie you know it's just just watch it and you know giant monkey and other crazy giant animals fighting and stuff that sounds pretty good yeah and crazy military military guys that are like we're gonna kill it no matter what and and yeah the second i mean just as the trailers would have you believe the second john c Riley shows up it is better every second he is on screen great that yeah. is what i need. like great character <laughs> great actor great character like good. throughout like everything you were like man he's going to be the good thing he is the good thing in that movie <laughs> okay because like i don't know like i'm sorry but loki is loki like mm-hmm. you know like whenever you see tom hiddleston you're like it's fucking loki yeah i'm trying to give the dude like a chance mm-hmm. but every time it shows up it's just like hey loki you know like <laughs> right it's just like i'm not buying you as someone else yet because you're not showing me anything particularly different yet gotcha i mean he's just kind of boring Indiana Jones knockoff dude like mm. I don't know like oh, I'm British SAS I know how to do jungle shit you know like oh. okay hmm. yeah I mean like the most of the primary cast is just kind of like all right yeah you're you're there okay you know like <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> bad things might happen to you who knows hmm. so I don't know but yeah it's uh it's a it's a fun fun little thrill ride cool that's my kind of rambling take on Kong Skull Island it is it is bizarre when the end of the movie happens and you realize just how many Marvel or, or future Marvel people there are in this one movie. Like <laughs> there's a way I put on Twitter that you could sum up the end end of this movie. It's yeah. pretty accurate. Okay. Uh anyway. Um other movie I want to talk about is this year twenty seventeen's Life. A uh, very generic ass title for a movie that kind of got completely forgotten at the box office. Came and went. Like yeah. I remember like, oh, another one like, of those oh, space movies. Yeah, and- like like, say what you will about I mean I know everyone loves Arrival and there's Passengers and there's Life it's just it seems like since Gravity became both a critical and box office smash there's been this sudden rush to make realistic sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff like we can have fun with sci-fi but 
you got to mostly obey the laws of physics or Neil deGrasse Tyson will chastise you on Twitter. Yes, he will. You know, mostly so, he'll just spoil the movie. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, I am fine with that because I, 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 I sci-fi is my, like, you could be mediocre, but you're going to get an edge if you make it sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's just where I, I'm coming from and I'm telling you that right now. Okay. Life to me is by far the least of this new crop. Oh. It's not bad. It's just all right. That's huh. Okay. Like the second I kind of realized like where this movie was going, I was like, oh, like <laughs> that's never a good like, reaction. Like, be better than that. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, you're doing that. Okay. I mean, I just I went with it, but it was just kind of like I was expecting more. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm just I'm saying I'm disappointed. Right. That that's where that's what the movie you felt like you needed to tell was is all. It's again, it's not bad. It's just it feels more formulaic. Like I felt like a lot of these other ones were like, we got something different we're going to do. And this was just like, you know, shit that's usually in sci-fi movies. Well, we've got better effects now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, all right, just every 90s style sci-fi event horizon. Like you just, if you've seen a fucking sci-fi movie, you, you, you know where this is going to go at a certain point. Okay. It's cool leading up to that when you're like, when I wasn't sure, cause that, that's the thing is like, this was a movie I knew, literally nothing about mm-hmm. i didn't even know ryan reynolds was in this i knew i'd only seen jake recognized jake gyllenhaal on the on the poster like didn't even know like ryan reynolds shows up. i was like oh hey it's ryan reynolds <laughs> oh. hey but <laughs> yeah it's just like i like i like the pieces of it i just don't like the sum of its parts by the time it's also done. didn't dislike it it's just like oh that you are going exactly where a thousand sci-fi movies have gone before yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'd still. I mean, like I said, if you're like me, you know, you're still will probably watch most sci-fi things. So, sure, yeah. watch it. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's just be better. I, mean, I feel like the bar has been risen, and you're just you're hitting it. You know. I, I do remember watching Passengers and thinking, "Man, save these sets. Let someone yeah. else use these sets." They, these sets are amazing. Yeah, they are. It's great. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this shit is awesome that yeah. we're getting these, like, intricate, like, I mean, something like Passengers, we just look at it now, it's like, yeah, that was a movie I saw. It was all right. I don't really remember. But, but like, <laughs> you put that shit out in the 60s, like, it was 2001. Like, yeah. Jesus, how? Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, totally. I just think about, like, how times have changed like that. Like, we still don't have that shit for real. No. But now it's just like, oh, yeah, there's a food dispenser and you talk to this thing and you play basketball and DDR. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, of course. Why would we not have that? Material science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that it? Uh, for now. Anything else to say about life? Uh, in general. <laughs> life's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Life yeah. is bigger. When it's all over, you'll be like, eh, that, eh. that was life. <laughs> <laughs> that was life. C'est la vie. Uh-huh. All right, well, I got a couple more movies. Uh, these are new to the show. We haven't talked about these. Oh. Nude? They're nude shows? Nude shows. All right. All nude. Nice. <laughs> Come see me at the airport. Oh, um, <laughs> so, first one I want to talk about is The Founder, which is the Michael Keaton History of McDonald's movie. Mm-hmm. So... Roy G. Biv, or whatever that guy's name was. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so... Ray, Ray Kroc, right? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> So I was watching this. I, I knew nothing about this movie. All I knew is that Michael Keaton was in it and everyone says he's phenomenal in it. So that was the drive. I was like, okay, let's watch this. Uh, that is true. He is both in it and amazing in it. Michael Keaton is just 
awesome and I'm always thrilled especially now that he's getting roles again that he's being used properly this thing starts and you're about 30 minutes into it and you're like this is a fucking commercial for the greatness that is McDonald's and that I I am not one to get angry about product placement but it seems like a paid commercial and I'm like what the shit is this but I did not know the history of the McDonald's corporation at all okay and then it takes a turn and I'm like oh Okay, this is not paid for by McDonald's because this makes them look like assholes. <laughs> they are the worst. Everything about their history is the worst. Hmm. They are the worst company. <laughs> How dare they? Um, so it gets pretty fascinating at that point. Like, okay, the Michael Keaton character goes through some changes, <laughs> but it's it's one of those movies. It's an acting movie. You know, it, you're you're watching it for the performances and the, and the time period, just how they're doing this kind of like throughout the 30s 40s 50s and 60s mm-hmm. stuff it's great i mean it's it's a nice little movie okay um and really redeems itself after i was sitting there worried like what is this this corporate training film bullshit but no it, it comes around in a big way um so then on the fourth of july i watched patriots day which is the second peter berg marky mark movie from 2016 about a real life tragic event this one being the boston marathon bombing Okay. Um, oh, does Marky Mark save someone from the marathon bombing? <laughs> Marky Mark is everywhere in that movie. He's an amalgam of he's like... He's in a yard? He's like eight different cops merged into one. He is all over the place in this movie. And that is the movie's only fault in that it's kind of disrespectful to like the eight cops that he's been merged into so that Marky Mark could be in almost every scene leading the way on everything. And it's like, no, uh-uh. He's not just roaming the city and gets a tip, and then now he's over here. Um, but like I said about Deepwater Horizon, this something about Peter Berg in 2016 making real-life tragedy movies is hitting me, like flicking me in the heart in the exact right place to where I'm like, shit, man, this is, this is devastating me. Like, there's been all this outcry about both these movies. Like, ah, you're capitalizing on blah, blah, blah. These movies seem very respectful and are telling a story of something that actually happened and then paying tribute to the people involved. It's I will never forget the time that the pegs attacked us from space. <laughs> Battles, battleship didn't happen. What? <laughs> That's not. No, that peg, wasn't one of the. Movies no, 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 the, about? no. When Rihanna led us to victory over the space pegs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that when they drifted the battleship. No, that's <laughs> that wasn't that real. Was back no, in, uh, that was fake. That did Back not... in what, 2012, 2013, when the pegs first attacked? No, I thought it was. There was no, yeah. peg, no pegging happened. Um, whatever. Patriot's Day is a great film. Just a great film. It's not as good as Deepwater Horizon, I think, only because Deepwater Horizon has an amazing level of technical skill going on to make all of the stuff that happens in that happen, like work, seem legit. But there's... There's a series of events in this movie that are late in the investigation process, like during the, the when they've found the suspects and are chasing them. There's a good 20 to 25 minute sequence that is just fucking amazing. And J.K. Simmons is in part of that, which is awesome. I mean, it is an unbelievable sequence of filmmaking. I don't know when Peter Berg all of a sudden decided to be true grit filmmaker and do some really good work, but he's doing it. Okay, so. And look, I'm as cynical as fuck. All I mean, right, here, I, I am, you know, if I even catch a whiff of cynic, you know, or any kind of like disingenuous 
you know, fake emotional bullshit, I'll call it out. Both those movies didn't do well, that. Let me, let me ask you this. Okay. It'll, it'll just kind of set me down the right path. All right, sir. What did you think of United 93? Uh, that, okay, I watched that when it came out. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that movie was completely devastating. I would not watch that again ever in my life. Because of how it made you feel? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Like, because of... There was a period of time when it came out that it had seemed like Hollywood had, had done some sort of handshake deal of like, we're not going to make movies about this. Right. And then all of a sudden, they just started making movies about it. It's a better movie than World Trade Center. World Trade Center seems like this weird, like, theme park version of what happened. It It's not that. I'm... I'm just exaggerating a bit but no like like a universal studios account of it like yeah oh no kind here of. comes the thing yeah, yeah. it's I, I i can't i i can't say if i i felt if united 93 was capitalizing yeah i, I mean I, I don't know i mean i just think it was, that I, was a story to tell based on the information they had at the time of what happened to these people and i think that story was worth telling I could see how now people might look at it and think it's propaganda and think it's kind of, you know, right. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like I wrestle with is how far do you, how far do you judge a movie based on it's tied to an actual historical event? I think, and I, historical I think event? it just all just, if you're just telling a story within some sort of tragedy, it all depends. Sure. But yeah. Cause I mean like, where's the longest day rank in? You yeah. Know, like, you know, where it's just a movie wrapped around the thing. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, like both these, both these Peter Berg movies to me are basically like, here's a thing that happened. Let's be as, let, let's not, let's be as respectful as we can to the events as they happen. It, these movies aren't fun. Mm-hmm. They're not like, I mean, there, there's a, there's an action scene in Patriot's day that like I was talking about was amazing and is, Technically, you're looking at it and go, man, how are they doing this? The, the the effects and everything here is amazing, but like horrific things are happening in mm-hmm. it. But just from a filmmaking point of view, it's incredible. So I, I just think there's merit. In yeah. It. Like I said, I just I mean, 1993 to me is like it's a it's a weird one because I, I, I just simply as much as I try, I just don't like Paul Greengrass's style. I just that's don't. fine. I, and I'm, like I, I've tried. I want to. It's just like, dude, it's called a tripod yeah. or, and or Steadicam. Look it up. We invented them for a reason. Yeah. That, that. Um, but then it's like, uh, you know, you couple that with like, I don't know how I feel about that story, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. No, um, I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that story that right. I have certain notions of what happened and what didn't. And it that story is hard to be told because a lot of it is frankly classified. Right. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. Uh, that's why I said I just I just generally avoid these movies if at all possible because they just they open up that like kind of like when I watch biopics like when I say I don't like a movie like Selma I'm not saying I don't appreciate the events that happened no, there's yeah. a difference and like I just feel like when you watch a biopic or anything based like supposedly based completely on on accuracy of mm-hmm. you know of a historical nature it's like what do you do? Like, yeah. you know, if I say I don't like the movie, I'm say I feel like I'm saying, I, you know, oh, I don't care about that event. That event. That's not what I'm saying. And to yeah. me, a movie has to have a point more than just being a docudrama. To me, you know, like, I think I think both these Peter Berg movies have 
something to them where you can look at it and go it's a movie yeah, yeah there's there's a an important story being told and some amazing filmmaking going on mm-hmm. so um lastly uh since it's new to blu-ray i tried to watch the 2017 remake of chips okay starring dax shepherd written and directed by dax shepherd mm-hmm. uh i got 30 minutes into that and i said nope life's too short okay i'm not watching another second of chips so that as i was saying on twitter last night that movie is aggressively average like it is it's one of those movies that never is doing anything more than it should or anything less than it should it's not highbrow it's not lowbrow it is just happening it's just brow it's yeah i mean it's just like we're cops and there's a thing happening and that's it i mean is it just sort of like an hour and a half episode of chips just kind of no blah, or no it's not anything remotely like that it's just a cops Chip, on motorcycles it's chips not episodes chips. would have like a kind of a major plot but along the way there would just be random ass chips things happening like you know suddenly there's a, a construction explosion and they have to go rescue some people and then they go and do something it's this is not that this is like a one guy's in the FBI and he's undercover to find the evil cops who are doing this big heist. And it's just like, ugh, you know, it's you did too much. This could have been a lot simpler. And I think they were going for like a 21 Jump Street kind of vibe kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's just it's not. I was waiting for a joke. I was waiting to laugh or groan. And I w- it was never presented with a- either of those things. So it was just Dak Shepard with a shirt off a lot because he's the director. All right, Star, I'm going to need you to take your shirt off. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're the boss. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, my radar to watch. I don't know. Just Yeah, I, I it mean... It sounds like something I will never have a need to watch. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, like, I don't know. Like, I hate watched this other movie the other day and made it all the way through it and was just like, that is fucking garbage. That is one of the worst things ever. But, like, I'm more offended by nothing than I am train wreck. You know, the, the act, not the movie. I haven't seen actual train wreck. <laughs> so anyway, that's my long list of movies. Okay. Uh, well, I guess BJ and I have a show to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, a modern day show because um, you can consume it all at once because yeah. it's on Netflix. Yeah, yes. it is. Thank uh, you, Netflix, for letting me binge this entire series in one sitting, basically. That's pretty much what I did. I, I broke for about an hour to get food and came back and watched the rest of it. It's Glow. We're going to talk about Glow. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Sure. This is not the... It's not really called that anywhere. I mean, that's what it's based on, but... it's Is it just called Glow? I thought yeah. I had the subtitle. Mm-mm. No, that was the other show. The actual show was called Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, I believe. Hmm. I don't know. The, this is just called Glow everywhere I've ever seen it. Genji Cohen's Yes, it Glow. is just called Glow. Genji Cohen just produced this, right? Uh, I... Yeah, I don't know. I think created. she wrote and directed an episode. Okay. But I'm pretty sure in the credits it just says that she created this, which is, um, or executive produced, rather. Jinji mm-hmm. Cohen, who you'll all know from, if you're up on your TVs, you'll know from... Uh, Weeds and Oranges Weeds and, and Black. Yeah, I was trying to go in reverse chronological oh. order, but it didn't work. My brain stopped working. I could only think of Weeds. Um, but yeah, um... Where to start? The basic, I guess, the basic premise, if you don't understand, is that uh, back in the 
mid to late 80s, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was like 83, 86. Okay, so mid-ish 80s. A guy decided that he wanted to produce an entirely women's wrestling show. And so had a almost an open casting call not well not quite it might have been an invite only casting call anyway had a casting call for a bunch of ladies and turned it into a wrestling show that featured like ladies with gimmicks as big and boisterous as the men's gimmicks were at the time and it was you know instead of the ladies sort of being a sideshow it was fully 100 percent focused on them and ran until 1993 i think I want to say 92 or 93 was the last time. That well, the the show itself ran from 86 to 89. I just looked it up. But I, I don't know. Apparently, it's come back. It's one of those things like it's not well documented. Like no. I, I think this was like it was a weird syndication thing. TV, like yeah. then beamed out. Maybe if you if you're lucky. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like it's basically a. But then it was like sold yeah. in packages. So like some cities had were ahead of other cities and. Yeah. I thought I remembered like the last time it was broadcast was 92 or 93. Something like yeah. that. Um, but that's, that's what happened in actual real life mm-hmm. and the, the dramatized version, the dramatized version, a small portion of that happens. Uh, basically it tells the, the story of the genesis of glow, which is casting call through pilot episode. Yeah. Yeah. Your basics are, you got, uh, Alison Brie is like pretty much the main character in it. Yes. Um, and then she's got a best friend uh who's betty gilpin and like she is actually formerly have has been on a soap opera so she's kind of a known quantity but gave it up to go have a family you know basically like Mm -hmm. got written off the show by choice and it's just like i'm retired i'm a mother now i've got a baby to take care of and so she's kind of always like allison Bree's always kind of been in her shadow because of her success in hollywood where she's just like going to casting calls and just not getting anything. Mm-hmm. Alison Bree's character is a struggling, serious actress mm-hmm. in um, uppercase and quotes. Yeah. Basically, like, like, you know, in L.A. at the time when it was like, your role will be that of, you know, Steve Gutenberg's secretary. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally quite in, in one one instance, I believe. Nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just she's just kind of like got this jealousy thing going on and things ensue but you know like eventually they get thrust into like basically both trying out for this 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 show yeah um while they're not particularly fond of each other at a certain point <laughs> right um but yeah i mean it, and it's just it after you kind of have the opening ca- open casting call it kind of boils the plot the 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 cast down to like a you know a manageable number of characters to kind of keep track of it's like a dozen yeah to like kind of you know get to know a little bit the side characters and whatnot um so besides all the ladies which you know they're all varying degrees of different quirky personalities there um you've got mark maron is playing like the the director slash like producer of this whole thing Mm -hmm. um and he's kind of got this like cult film following thing going on where he's made like all these yeah, he's a like really weird like, kind of like Russ Meyer, like trashy horror mixed things. You know, they're like, okay. but also thinks he's making a statement, right? Oh, sure. like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like it's like part sleazeball horror, but then part like, no, I was really trying to say something about the you know, yeah, male dominated society here by putting these women in peril and blah blah. blah you know, like all this kind of bullshit. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it like. Mark Maron's fucking great in this, and I know a lot of people like don't like Mark Maron for whatever various reasons. Yeah, you know, 
he's been around for you know anyone that's been around for as long as he has will have haters for whatever reason. Yeah. I've never really been terribly excited by anything Mark Maron's done. Sure. And I don't want to like this is a very women forward show Mm -hmm. and there's some great performances out of every single woman in the cast. Like they're, they're great. Mark Maron is insane. Just, I don't know how you stand out against like the strength of the personalities in the rest of the cast. Like I would be, if I was playing this role and I'm, you know, obviously not an actor, but like, I don't know how you don't get lost in the rest of the personalities, but Mark Maron is just right out there in front mm-hmm. and is insanely good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to say like he's better than everybody else. It's just like if you have if you ever have like strong words against him for whatever thing he's ever done, watch him in this and tell me he's not fucking great. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's fucking brilliant. I love it. There's some things that I you know, didn't necessarily like with his, with his character. I don't know. I, I guess I just like the, the acting so much that I wanted his character to be better. And oh yeah. I'm not saying he's a good guy, no, he, he's, mo- you know, like he's a terrible right. human, but well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I wanted his character to like, to be better because I liked the portrayal so much. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like the character as well, but the character is a shithead. Mm-hmm. He's full of, full of himself and a drunk and has all the problems that a uh, that a full of himself drunk director of mild repute has. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's just the the I don't know. The cast is great. I mean, it's just like all of their different backgrounds and the little um, tastes of like their their outside life outside of doing this. They like they full on like guerrilla style make this. They're like. No, we're renting out the shitty hotel or the shitty motel right next to the studio. And like, you're all just going to come stay here. And like, we're going to train slash get ready to shoot this in like a matter of like two weeks. Like basically with nobody with any wrestling experience. I think they were going like six weeks. Something Maybe something like that. Like that. But it was, I mean, but it was like, like real, real like, tight. You know, like most of them are just actresses and they're like, we're going to stick you in this hotel. So, I mean, it's just it's an excuse to like put them all together in, in a confined space and have them interact. And mm-hmm. I mean. I, I don't even necessarily want to get into all the different types of personalities you have there, but there's there's a myriad of interesting characters in in the cast. Um, besides just the the characters they come up with to play on screen, which are great in in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. So to me, it works if like you like the witty, dramedy style stylings of weeds and and oranges and new black, but like it strikes an even deeper chord if you have any love for the art of wrestling. Yeah, like I mean, it's just. They don't like heavy, heavy lean into it. It's like, you know, you don't have to be like a, a full on fucking smart to understand everything. It's just like if you have a basic appreciation for, yes, wrestling may be fake in so much that it's pre-planned. However, there is a lot of execution yeah. that takes a lot of practice and all of that. So, like, if you can understand that and not just be like a wrestling so real or wrestling's 100% <laughs> fake, if you could be that like nice middle where it's like. Look, I understand it's all stage. However, fake is not the right word. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It it does a good job of, for one, like laying out what wrestling is and what, basically, how wrestling matches go mm-hmm. and how wrestling works in general. It does a really good job of laying that out for people who have never really experienced it. So you don't need any experience going into it to uh, understand because they're and they don't really hold your hand. 
but as part of these girls learning, you learn with them if you didn't know. Right. And if you are in the know, if you are a wrestling fan, like they do a really good job of not fucking it up, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which is good. Like because it's easy to, from the perspective, like if they didn't have actual wrestling people consulting on this movie. Sure. You you'd be able to tell as a wrestling fan, but and it would be easy to fuck up. But they absolutely did have real wrestlers involved in this, and they didn't fuck it up. Uh, I think uh, Joey Ryan, if you know who that is, is in it, and um, Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo is in it, which is like John Morrison. Yeah, keeps showing up in our in our Banffcast sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. He was but, in Russell Madness. Yeah, he was. <laughs> it's Banffcast own Johnny Mundo. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, like there, there is a moment. I think it's in episode five or six that was just so glorious to me. Where there's glorious, glorious, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, the character that Betty Gilpin plays, the one who's like the soap opera actress who, for the longest time, is like, I'm so above all this. Like, I don't really need to learn. I'm just going to get by on the fact that I'm a star. Mm-hmm. Like, gets dragged to a real actual wrestling match and just like it clicks and she understands what wrestling's yep. all about. And it's so fucking good. Hmm. Like the moment, like just the sheer joy of like, I get this, this is Unix. I know this. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, it's so fucking good. Hmm. And like from that moment on, like it was just like, like I, I felt like the show kind of like, I felt like the show was like being like, it was all kind of dark to begin with. Like it was like, oh, this is all like very drama heavy. Like not, you know, not a lot of fun to be had, even though there's like fun shit that should be happening. But like that moment on, I felt like the show kind of turned a mm. little bit. Like it was like, no, we're gonna have some fun with this too. Like it's not all just, you know, oh, this is what was me. This terrible thing happened, and oh, <laughs> yeah. I did this, and that shitty. And uh, one, I mean, not to say that it was all like, oh yeah, up to that point. But. The uh, the guy who plays the producer in in Glow mm-hmm. is like the reincarnation, and I know he's not dead yet, but um, <laughs> a reincarnation of Rob Lowe as Chris Traeger. But if he was a spoiled rich kid on cocaine, I I don't know where I've seen that guy before or uh, where I might know him uh, or if he's just new out of the blue. But I think he is also brilliant. Um, yeah, he's mostly like a show up in the background kind of yeah. guy for a lot of things. He's on he's Mar- he was on Ver- Veronica Mars, which is great. Well, that's never seen it. Um, but... Heavy recommend from me. Glow is is really good. I would would binge again. A plus. Well, I plan to binge soon. Yeah. On yeah. what? On Glow. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did we did we cover all the movies? Are yeah. we done here? Things? Yeah. We're done. Should I tell them what else a good choice would be? <laughs> you should. It would be to email us at bmf at bmfcast dot com or give us a phone call on the Garfield phone nine one zero five jocks bmf or nine one zero five five six nine two six three. Uh, give us a ringy dingy on that and leave a voicey, voicey, maily, whaley. Um, <laughs> just do this. Someone's just going to go like, <laughs> it's a maily, whaley. <laughs> I, just, I just do that kind of shit to see Chuck's face. Mm. His reaction is voicey, voicey. Maily, whaley. Um, but yeah. That. Oh, that means someone else calls in and leaves your voicemail for you, right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, no, it means it's really big. Um, but yeah, do a couple of those things do, or yeah, do both of those things, get in contact with us. Um, yeah, we give some stuff away for good correspondence. Yes, we do. So you might want to get some good shit. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you might. I don't know. You might. It's good shit. You yeah. might want it. And we might send it to you if you have a real good correspondence. Mm-hmm. Um, but also go to the website, bmfcast.com. Uh, that's where we all the episodes get posted there. There's all our socials and the RSS feed on the right-hand side. You can subscribe via that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And um, if you really like what we're doing and you think that we should be paid for it, then you can go to Patreon and uh, patreon.com slash bmfcast and you can give us money for it. And we will, in return, give you even more content which will um, maybe make you want to give us even more money. And then you'll get more, the more money you give us, basically, the more content you get. It's kind of a, yeah. it's kind of a, you know, pay it never for play ends. sort of thing. It's yeah. like a quid pro quo. Yes. It's like a, you give us a quid, snake. we professionally quo you some mm-hmm. quantum. Oh, we'll quo you so hard. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patreon, it helps uh, keep the lights on and stuff. So if, it's like a tip jar sort of thing, recurring tip jar. From a major corporation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so cool. It's a money laundering scheme. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's no? not that at all. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. It can be. Wait, you, is that it, why you're donating to our Patreon? Are you laundering no, money through? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm laundering a <laughs> dollar. <You're, laughs> Got to clean them quarters. That adds up to $12 over the year, my friend. Chuck, it's called Bitcoin. What? We got to get in on that Bitcoin thing, yeah. you guys. No, we don't. Yeah, we, we totally we do. can't. It's going no, up. No, it's a bad idea. It's going yeah. up. It's totally going up. <laughs> Now's the time to get in. Until it entirely disappears. Eh. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. That's that's <laughs> It theoretically exists now. Eventually, it will not even that. Okay, cool. So don't do it. All right. There. All right. Keep, your, keep your money in gold under your bed. <laughs> cool. And diamonds. Well, let's get out of here. Forever. Yeah. Let's right. get out of here, shall we? Yeah, we shall. Right. I'm Harlow. For Mackie, I'm BJ. And for BJ, I'm Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) And for all of us, this is BMF Cast Out.